Patrick Montgomery was in court. Jonathan Manapa will stay in federal custody. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Everyone, welcome to the show. So Iowa resident Deborah Sandoval went to D.C. with one of her adult sons, uh, but she tried to rope another one into attending. Sure, he's glad he didn't listen. <laughs> but uh, on December 21st of 2020, Sandoval messaged him and she said, quote, we're going back to Washington January 6th. Trump has called all patriots. If the electors don't elect, we will be forced into civil war. China has infiltrated our government through Biden and they are waiting to attack. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's been Almost three years that hasn't happened. But anyway, um, so when this son told her, no, I can't go, she replied, quote, we're going to war and quote, we have guns and are getting together with neighbors. It is a racial war. BLM and Antifa want to erase our history and make it theirs. And they are calling for people to attack Republican Christians. What? The hell is this woman talking about? Antifa and BLM want to make their history their own. What does that even mean? Like as if people who support Antifa and BLM don't have a history in this country of their own. Oh, my God. These these people are insane. They just parrot things that they see on right wing media. It's insane. So, you know, and who who's calling on people to attack Republicans? Show me one clip, one video where that has happened or an audio. Uh, anyway, this is your brain on faux news channel. So on December 27th, she wrote to a friend and she said, quote, my fiance has permit to carry as well. And I believe we do need to have protection because this one could be bad depending on the electoral vote. Then on January 5th of 2021, she wrote to her son, the one who went with her, Salvador, and she told him that she purchased mace for him. She also claimed that Antifa was going to be there wearing Trump clothing, but their hats were going to be on backward. That's like a big conspiracy theory on the right. We're testing the doors down at the Capitol and, quote, tear gas. Less than three minutes after the initial breach of the Senate wing doors, Sandoval was seen illegally entering the Capitol. She was seen on surveillance video. And she was also heard yelling on video, quote, get her ass out here. So she was yelling in regard to the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. So Sandoval made her way throughout the building and she was seen inside of an office of Senator Jeff Merkley before exiting a little while later. Um, but she did remain on the Capitol grounds and then she met up with her son, Salvador. And then later that day, she wrote to her other son and she bragged that they, quote, stormed the Capitol. She also posted a video on Facebook that she took inside the Capitol. And in the days that followed, Sandoval continued to post misinformation about what took place on January 6th. She seemed to have a hard time keeping her story straight, though. Um, she repeatedly said that January 6th was peaceful. But then she also wrote that Antifa was there and, quote, their purpose was to destroy our movement with what they are designed to do, terrorism. I mean, 
either there was violence or there wasn't, right? If there was no violence, then how did Antifa try to destroy the MAGA movement with terrorism? I don't get it. So Sandoval continued to incriminate herself online. In a January 14th post, she wrote, quote, would I do it again? Do I regret my choice? No regrets here. I will stand for what I believe in always. So Sandoval was pretty proud of her crimes, but for some reason, she messaged her friends to say that she was getting off Facebook and that she had erased all of her photos and messages. And then when the FBI later searched her data, they found that she had searched online for how to delete apps. (laughs) She also searched for, quote, arrest person who took a selfie at Capitol because that's what she thought she was doing, apparently. That's all she thought she did. So Sandoval was arrested on February 19th of 2021, and she was indicted on charges of entering a restricted building or grounds, two counts of disorderly conduct, and parading or demonstrating in a Capitol. After her arrest, Sandoval tried to downplay her actions. She told the agents that she didn't know that she was doing anything illegal, and she said she only entered the building to help people. These people are all such givers, aren't they? They're such heroes, really. Anyway, um, Sandoval initially refused a plea deal, so she was scheduled to have a bench trial. But the morning of that scheduled trial, which was in December of last year, December of 2022, Sandoval changed her mind at the very last minute, and she pleaded guilty to entering a restricted building. So she was looking at up to one year in prison, one year of probation, and 100000 in fines. However, the prosecutor requested only three months in jail, one year of probation, and 500 in restitution. I couldn't find any details about comments that may have been made at the sentencing hearing, but U.S. District Judge Colleen Kolar-Catelli presided over this case. She's one of the tougher January 6th judges, and she ended up going above and beyond what the government requested. The judge sentenced Sandoval to five months in jail, one year of probation, and $500 in restitution. So that is what these judges should be doing. They have the ability, they have the right to issue a more legitimate sentence, and they need to do it more often because this will happen again. If if more people are not you know, seen as as being punished appropriately and something that stings, this is going to happen again. So I'll let you know if I hear any more. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Donate if you can. Become a monthly supporter if possible. It really helps to keep the show going. I truly appreciate it. Love you guys. Take care and I'll talk with you soon. 